from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan, the Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo, here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we're on the phone for the fans of Blue Blue Show, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud. A road or die episode. Uh, I can't really pinpoint this team. I've been doing this, we've been doing this show for almost 10 years. Uh, and I'm at a loss of words. It just throw out all the logic with the Blue Shirts. When you think they should be rolling, they're not. And when you're thinking they're going to just bomb and self-implode, they find a way to wake themselves up. It, it just it doesn't make sense this year. But let me let maybe get off that for a little bit. I just want to make some like a PSA real quick, you know, for the guys and gals who listen to all of our shows for all the sports. I wanna I want to say something that's definitely important just in in life beyond sports. So if um, shout outs to Chris and Chris, you already know the co-host of the Bleed Blue Show, prior, primarily for the football shows. Um, you know, been here for, since day one. Me and him put this platform together for everybody to come on and rock with. And I just wanted to say, uh, Chris, uh, shout outs to Chris, and I know he's going through a lot of things with the family, and keep your thoughts and your prayers. Uh, you know, uh, the things that he's going through. The point I, I want to say is never. Uh, Stop checking on a loved one. Never stop checking on a family or a friend. You know what I'm saying? I I know we all get caught up in life where day-to-day activities, our sports, our teams, we laugh, we rejoice. It's a nice escape of just just general things day-to-day to to life. But also, you know, with mental health, uh, just to check on your fellow brethren or sister on how are they doing. Uh, it, It goes a long way. A lot of people go through things you just don't know. And and a, and a, a just a, a, a courtesy checkup, just to see a family member, a friend, to see how they're doing, probably is a step that may go for a long way for somebody who needs to be outreached. So it, it was nece- not necessarily for Chris, but just to say in general, I think that's a very important message. I think we should all be communicate uh, regularly, to be quite honest. So shout outs to Chris and he'll be back for you guys on the football shows. I've been filling in for him and and, uh, and keep your thoughts and prayers for him and his family. Now the Rick podcast with Ranger Proud, we got an interesting. Like I said, I I can't figure this team out. You already heard what I thought last week. Let's get the guys on because they don't waste any time. Let's get Scott on. And Scott's going to tell us about his amazing. Las Vegas trip. He got shit. Let's say Scott. If it wasn't for Scott, the Rangers would not be winning right now. It was because of him. After that Blues win, you took the winning to Vegas. You, you took the, the shootout win uh, in Colorado versus the defending champs. So you came back and you came back against the Jersey Devils. And wow, I mean, I, but that's a, that's another thing. Is this thing? Over with, or are you still on the hook? I was like, ah, I don't know if I can trust the blue shirts. Are they gonna bite you in the ass? But Scott, welcome back. Say hello to the people. Just say hello real quick, sir, and then we'll get Glenn on and we'll talk this thing out. Have some fun, man. What's up, Scott? How you doing, man? Yeah, uh, it's good to be back, gentlemen, and it's real good to be back. We have not had a happy call in quite some time, and uh, we got riding a four-game win streak. Sure, we'll find things to, to nitpick. There's always plenty of them, but right now we're on a four-game win streak, so at least we can uh, have a little cheerier call than the last few. So, uh, yeah, it's good to uh, 
It's it's good. And before we begin, real quick, um, I just wanted to. I was asked to relay a message from uh, my girlfriend who I've been with four years. She's a diehard Devil fan. Um, you got you might remember a couple times leaving uh, yeah. the financial center. She was in the car when we called in. So she asked yeah. me to relay a message about last night um, from the Devils fan perspective. So that's interesting. So real quick. Um, and I am reading this word for word. Uh, this is my girlfriend Sharon's Devils fan perspective. You and your stupid Rangers, your team <laughs> sucks. Kind of funny. Go Devils. Happy holidays. So thank you very <laughs> much, awesome. Sharon, for the uh, ever uh, <laughs> precise Devils fan perspective. <laughs> All right. I'd like to get her thoughts on, on your amazing uh, vacation, too, man. Shout out to you guys. So, hold tight, man. We'll, we'll, let's go back to that, but let's get Glenn on. Glenn, say hello to the people, man. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, Steve. Uh, happy, to have, uh, uh, happy to be back here. Happy to have gotten uh, four points uh, or eight points in the last four games. Uh, it was kind of a mishmash of, uh, uh, you know, we saw a little more inconsistency, but uh, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth, and I'll take those four points. And uh, kudos to Scott for uh, actually seeing out in uh, Vegas probably uh, one of the top uh, handful of games that the Rangers have played this year. I mean, that was a game that, uh, you know, you kind of felt that uh, they should have uh, had better fortune to be uh, than to be tied 1-1 going to the third, but they had a great third period and uh, kind of went from there. So, uh um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about some of the ups and downs this week, but uh, the main thing is eight points, so we'll take them. All right, cool. Let's go back to Scott. Um, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. I don't, I can't even read this team. I don't think I ever said that about any of our teams in the history of this show. Like, normally I have a grasp of what's working, what's not working, and when you think it's not working, it's, it turns around, and when you think it's turning around, it goes back to, you know, square one. So have we taken a skate, no pun intended, in the right direction? Because how can you explain all these bad losses to terrible subpar teams that are, that are not going nowhere to beating a top team in the West and the, the defending chance behind that and the best team in the uh, division all in within a week? And now, Scott, while you say that or answer that, please give us a play-by-play summary level on your amazing trip of you went to the game in Vegas. I mean, that's another thing that we do on this platform is we are about the fan experience. Like, you know, we don't just talk about, you know, the games, but we actually talk about that fan experience. And you are, you are, that might be your nickname. Like, you are the <laughs> experience. Like, <laughs> Scott fan experience blender. That's, that, that is it. I mean, it's, it's, you're right up that wheel. So I'm going to sit back and enjoy the story, man. I've been waiting for it for about almost a week. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so my first trip out to Vegas ever. Um, we did a lot of fun things. Obviously, we did some gambling. I uh, brought uh, brought four hundred dollars with the intentions of losing, and I ended up losing forty. So, which of course means I won three hundred and sixty. Uh, we did uh, we did some fun things. I got to see the Hoover Dam. Uh, did an escape room. I did this incredible like tethered jump off of a hotel rooftop, which was pretty amazing. 
Um, and then, of course, the game. And, yeah, uh, Steve, like you said, that was probably one of the better – or I, don't, I think Glenn might have said that. It was one of the uh, better games that they played all year. And I think they were toe-to-toe right in that, probably the better team most of the game. And definitely, um, again, as you said, deserved better fortunes than that one-one tie. And they absolutely earned that explosion in the third. And we were sitting behind the goal, second section up. So, you know, all those pucks were just flying right at us. And it was just beautiful uh, to watch. They definitely deserve that. It's an interesting, interesting experience out there. They definitely embraced the team well. Uh, they got an outdoor, uh, like courtyard area. They had a stage. They had a band up there. They had showgirls. Uh, they got uh, beer tents all over the place. Uh, they have a marching band, and they do the little pregame thing. I'm sure we've all seen it on TV with the with the knights uh, jousting and whatnot. And uh, it, 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 they definitely embraced the team. I thought the crowd itself was a little weak, and I kind of, I don't know, predicted it, but I kind of assumed it was going to happen. The novelty of the first year and the, and, and the Stanley Cup finals run, I think, wore off. Now, the place was packed, and there was a decent amount of Ranger fans there, so the place was definitely packed. They were there. I just find them to be a very quiet crowd. I kind of compared them to, like, present-day MSG, where, uh, you know, anybody can get loud when the team scores. It's, it, it's you know, what I don't like about and we've beaten this to death, but you know, current day MSG is a wait to be entertained crowd as opposed to back in the day when the crowd would entertain the team to get them mm-hmm. going. Um, and I found Vegas fans to be a lot like that. There wasn't much chance going on. You know, it was one, one for them, same as it was for us going into the third. I found their crowd kind of quiet and waiting to be entertained. And well, I guess, you know, maybe the Rangers took advantage of that, but, but, um, so the fans themselves have been nice people. Um, I just think that the novelty is, you know, it's just nothing more at this point than, uh, you know, a successful Coyotes franchise, <laughs> I guess you could say. I think the novelty of the, uh, of, of, of the expansion team uh, thing wore off. But at least they're at least they're going to the games. At least they're out in four, so that's good to see. But, um, yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely a great game. Uh, the one story uh, that that I'd like to share is so, um, and it's not hockey related, but this is kind of funny. And so I did not adjust very well to the time change, the three hours, because I kept going to bed at like nine. You know, you have to push yourself to stay up to uh, get those three hours, and I wasn't doing it, so I kept waking up at about four in the morning. So I go downstairs to the uh, to you know the lobby in the casino, uh, you know, play a little this, play a little that, just basically looking for coffee to wake up, let my girlfriend sleep. She was, uh, you know, she was upstairs asleep. So I'm sitting at a video poker machine. It's like four in the morning, drinking my coffee, and a uh, and a prostitute comes up to me and uh, starts chatting up conversation. And she says, uh, "Are you staying in this hotel?" And I said, "Yeah, I, I am." As a matter of fact, my girlfriend's sleeping in the room right up there. Uh, and she says to me, she says, well, you know what they say, the family that plays together stays together. And yes. I said, you know what, excellent point. You're welcome to come up there and try to explain that to her, but it's probably not going to go well for either of us. <laughs> and she started laughing and said, okay, well, you have a good night, honey. And walked away. she was friendly about it, but uh, I thought that was kind of amusing. And uh, Sharon got a kick out of that too. So. But, uh, yeah, definitely a successful trip. And, um, yeah, I, I, I got to like all four games. Um, you know, Colorado, I know they've got some injuries, but they're still a very dangerous team, and that's, uh, you know, on home ice. And, um, you know, we'll take the two points. You know, shootout's not a real win per se, but, you know, we'll – 
we didn't get blown out. We didn't lose. We got two points out of it. So be it. We'll take that. And uh, the, the Devils game last night was great, um, you know, because of that comeback. Because we blew the 2 nothing lead the first time. Um, and, and it was just all Devils from there on out. And it looked like this one was going to get out of hand at 2 nothing. We got the you – know, the first period was kind of a tale of two periods. The Devils just owned the first half. But then we took it to them in the second half of that period. You know, the shots were like, what, like 9-1 to one at one point. Uh, and then the Rangers actually – to pouring it on, and they definitely deserved that goal they got. Uh, and then it looked like it was going to get out of hand again. 3-1, Jack Hughes penalty shot, and then the game kind of turned on a dime with those seven seconds. And I don't know if anybody picked up on this, but they showed that graphic that the, the last time uh, the Rangers had two goals that quick was in 1980 against, uh, coincidentally, the Colorado Rockies, you know, turned out to be the Devils, where it was two goals in five seconds. So that was kind of an interesting stat. Um, and it was nice. And then, uh, you know, once we got even, it was pretty much an even game. I'll tell you what, the Devils, the Devils are terrifying. Uh, you know, we, me personally, when we were coming into the season, you know, we saw them progressing. I thought they would be kind of similar to where the Rangers were last year, pre-trading deadline acquisitions, uh, you know, three seed slash wild card. Um, you know, until we got those trades, I thought they would be there in their natural progression, but they're not. Uh, they're right up there, and I think they're every bit of Stanley Cup contender. Not only are they just winning all the time, but they own pretty much every stat. They're in the top five in the league in pretty much every team stat. Uh, and we saw firsthand, they're just scary to watch. Uh, you know, they get into the zone. They're fast. They're exciting. I mean, it sucks under the Devils because if they weren't the Devils, they'd actually be a very likable team. But, um they're, uh, you know, they, they they get into the zone every time. Um, you know, they carry it in. Something the Rangers can't do. You know, we we rely on dump and chase. Uh, they carry it into the zone, and pretty much every time they do, they generate a scoring chance, whether it's a shot or not. It's some kind of scoring opportunity. Pretty much every time, it's just scary to watch. I think they're definitely better than the Rangers were at this point last year. Um, you know, I I think. I'm, I'm, you know, Steve, to answer your question about, you know, you know what, what is this team? We don't know. I mean, you, you know, obviously the, the trading deadline acquisition is not having them. It's not, the, we're not the same team as we were after those acquisitions and in the playoff run. We obviously in desperate need of a right wing. Um, you know, we're, we're not a Stanley Cup contender with the personnel we have. Uh, I, I would, maybe, we're, maybe we're all in agreement on that, I think. But uh, well, I guess we'll find out as the call goes on. But for now, I think they're good enough to, uh, you know, this four-game win streak. They should be having four-game win streaks. Um, again, they, they definitely need some personnel, but they have to keep themselves, you know, in the buyer status, uh, you know, as the trade deadline, uh, you know, approaches. You know, of course, that Patrick Kane name is floating around. It's got to be a right wing. It's got to be a big-time right wing. If not him, somebody comparable. I mean, last year, look, we, we got three guys that weren't exactly, you know, household name top guys, but they fit in perfectly, and they put us over the top. So we definitely need something. But, uh, you know, I think we're a comparable team to where we were last year pre-deadline uh, in that we are a playoff team. I know we're – you know, flirting with that last spot. But I think, you know, we, we are definitely, I think the, the right now we are the third best team, if maybe the second best team in the division, but the devils are far and away better until we make some moves. Okay, cool. Let's go to Glenn and get his thoughts on what happened just a week ago (laughs) from now to then, from then to now, Glenn, your thoughts. 
Yeah, um, you know, I'm kind of where you are, Steve. I'm maybe a little more positive, but I'm not sure really what this team is yet. I think there's still a little bit too much inconsistency from period to period, uh, game to game. Now, this was a good week, uh, but, um, you know, I don't – I don't want to play Debbie Downer, but like uh, we mentioned, uh, like Scott mentioned, uh, Colorado was without McKinnon. Uh, Vegas was without Eichel. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm still going to be happy with those wins for sure. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to temper it a little bit, knowing that, uh, you know, we were probably at full strength and those other teams were not. Uh, I thought the Colorado game, uh, Igor had a lot more uh, difficult saves to make than Georgiev did and basically kind of kept them in the game. Although I thought the Rangers did uh, really play toe to toe with them for, for the majority of the game. Um, and then uh, the devil game, you know, last night they, uh, you know, they, it was a little bit of a slow start. Uh, obviously they were down to nothing real early. Um, and then, uh, you know, every, every season has uh, a couple of, instances, a couple of plays that you look back on at the end of the season and say, well, you know, that was kind of a turning point. That was a, a milestone that kind of kick-started this team. And, and that's that uh, stop on uh, uh, Jack Hughes last night on the penalty shot could be something like that for this team. Um, if, if Hughes scored on that and the score is 4-1, to one, I don't know if we're looking back on that game as, as uh, happily as we are, but uh, you know when Igor was able to keep it three to one, they made a nice play on that too, uh, uh, sticking his leg out there, um, and uh, you know then they got the two goals in the seven seconds, and uh, you know were able to kind of take it from there. But I mean, I thought it was a great game last night overall. Uh, the Devils really are surprising me. I, I didn't think that they were ready to uh, – now, I thought they might be a bubble team this year, but I didn't think they were even going to make the playoffs. So this start that they've, they've had, uh, and it's not really a start anymore since we're uh, at the 30-game mark, um, you know, has really surprised me. Um, I didn't see this coming last year. I thought they were getting better, uh, but I didn't see this coming. I mean, they're scoring like crazy. Uh, Vanacek is, is – giving them some great goaltending. They're fast. They're feisty. Uh, like Scott said, they, they don't give up the puck. They carry it into the zone and make plays. Um, uh, so I, I didn't see this coming. And they've probably given themselves enough of a cushion where, you know, they're going to take one of those playoff spots that we weren't expecting at the beginning of the season. Um, now, if you look at the, if you look at the standings, you know, the Rangers are right in, they're in right now. I think they're the first wild card. Uh, but most of the teams around them have a game or two in hand on them. So, uh, uh, you know, but points-wise, they're still in there. And, uh, you know, one of the teams uh, in the playoffs right now that, uh, you know, that we're we're looking at on the the edge there is Detroit. I mean, I don't think Detroit is going to hang in there. I'm not sure Washington's going to hang in there. Uh, Florida's having all kinds of problems, uh, especially with their goaltending. But Bobrovsky is – He's amazing. One year he, he's Vezida caliber, and the next year he's AHL caliber. Uh, so, you know, if you look at the you look at the standing, when you look at the teams that are in and out right now, um, you know, I mean, the Rangers have a, a pretty good shot of, of making the playoffs for sure. Uh, but, 
so so I'm still positive that this team is going to turn it around and and uh, you know uh, be a lot more consistent than it's been. But um, you know it's a little shaky right now as far as the belief goes because we've seen this before. We've seen them you know run off two three games in a row and say all right they've turned the corner and uh, then. You know they lose a couple in a row, or have a couple of uh, a couple of games that are real sinkers, and and, and you wonder what's going on. Uh, but um, you know you got to be happy with what happened this week. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, four wins in a row is something we haven't seen, and uh, you know hopefully from there they'll be able to uh, to keep it going. And we'll be in Philly on Saturday. Um, you figure that's a game that they should be able to win. I'm um, looking forward to Toronto. Uh, I think tomorrow night. Uh, that's uh, that's going to be a test for them because that's a a really hot Toronto team that that's going to be coming in. Uh, so you know, again, we'll get to see if uh, if they measure up to uh, you know a team like Toronto after beating Colorado, after beating Vegas, and uh, you know then maybe I'll have a little more confidence in them. Yeah, yeah. shout out to you, Glenn. Thank you very much. Um, man, I don't. I mean, the Jersey games, like the last time we played them at home versus this time around was like the inverse because last time we played them at home, we had the two nothing lead and they came back immediately. Mm-hmm. And then when we when we I came tried. back, oh, when they came back, we blew the lead and they just ran the game. You know, they just took over the game, smothered us. Uh, they've been playing excellent hockey. Where this time around, this game. Uh, we actually had to come down back from a deficit. And a and, and nice way to bounce back because it felt like a lot of the other games. It felt like a lot of the other home games. And I uh, I actually almost wrote them all. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to throw. I thought they were going to lose, man. I ain't going to lie, man. Because <laughs> I, I felt like there's too many of these games at home. And I've been kind of a Debbie Downer with both the teams, the hoops team and the uh, the hockey team at the Garden. It felt like they'd just been dropping a lot of home games. And they've given a better effort on the road. And even with Jack Eichel is out or McKinnon is out, it feels like the effort has been better on the road this mm-hmm. season. I don't know why. I just don't. It's just. Mm. I don't know. I, I can't even pinpoint it. I know it doesn't even logically make sense. But they came back, and like you said, they stopped the penalty shot from Jack Hughes. The two goals in a matter of, like, what, 10 seconds, 12 seconds, whatever it was. Seven, you know, seven. Um, bang, bang. Seven. Seven seconds, right? So just bang, you know, bang, bang, and they needed that. It electrified the the, the crowd. I guess the only thing I will say is, is just a continuation on the theme of the biggest issue I think this team has anyway is, you know, putting together a game where they have better defense all around. I would like to see more of that. Not to say they did not have that in Colorado or, or the game that Scott, you know, Scott, you were at, but just going forward in general. Uh, you know, we saw. Well, no, let me say this one more thing. Um, the uh, overtime, it felt like another Rangers loss because the Devils yeah. Were, yeah. were in the zone. It kept on going out of the zone like three or four times, and thankfully there was a good kick save by Shesterkin, and then also the Rangers finally recovered the puck. It feels like this season with overtimes, they are not as puck dominant like they were last year. It felt like the Rangers, when they got into overtime, they were going to win because they felt like they won the faceoffs and they kept the, they, you know, they they skated with the three-on-three, outskated their the defense on the other team. Well, it doesn't feel like that, especially the home games. They had to fight off, you know, the, the stars, the wings. So this time, uh, they actually 
made some good plays in the overtime, and Hedo with a game-winning goal, and good for him because we all know we've been talking about it for, you know, guys that are not Zabinijat or Kreider or Panera. What about these other, that next tier with the uh, Lafayers? And, you know, Kaku got a goal, and Hedo gets a goal. Um, you wanted to see more production out of them to make up for what Kreider was not going to give you from last year, rightfully so, because that's just, you know, that's just – one year, like that's a, just a career year. So, so it's the, the slide has to come, the, the production has to come from somewhere else. And hopefully that's a step in the right direction offensively. But for me, it still is. I'm not saying be this Tortorella uh, type of defensive team, but play better defense in situations. Uh, and, and then, you know, Shostakovich is going to have to make some good saves anyway on top of that. Uh, Scott, uh, you know, that's a great trip. I saw the jump on your video. That was fantastic. I think was that the stratosphere it was? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, just 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 straight Marvel comic shit, dude. Like just straight up, just right out of the sky, man. Avengers, whatever you want. You're just a superhero with this, man. The Hoover Dam, everything, man. I mean, you just <laughs> living the life, man. Like you just living the life, man. You got to go see a game, and you said the fans are fair weather. Uh, the novelty is wearing off. And it, it, what do you think that was just because the game was on a Wednesday or you think that's just how it is uh, overall with that fan base? Uh, and then also, what are your thoughts as far as the Rangers production or quality of, uh, of play on the road up until this point versus the home? And then also, if you have to pinpoint what top two or top three issues you still want them to correct, even during this four-game win streak. Well, you you nailed it. They're uh, they're they're a different team completely on uh, on the road versus home. They're better on the road. I I don't understand why. Um, you know, usually you know MSG is they're they're dominant there. You know, we talked about last year in the playoffs. We kind of saw a resurgency of uh, you know an old school fan MSG atmosphere. So I, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe they're too complacent. I, I don't know. Um, I you, you know what I noticed a couple of weeks ago? I meant to bring this up um, after the Ryan Reeves trade. Right after the Ryan Reeves trade, which, I mean, you know, we covered that. I was okay with it. You know, he served his purpose. He, he got this team toughness that has permeated pretty much the entire lineup. Uh, we still got three middleweights in, um, you know, in Truba and, um, and Blay and, um, and Goodrow. We just don't have a heavyweight. That's fine. You don't necessarily need a heavyweight anymore, but we do have middleweights. Uh, and the whole team is tougher. So, so Ryan Reeves uh, did his job and, 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 you know, left this team better off uh, than when he got here. Um, uh, why don't I bring that up? Uh, what was the point of that? Oh, um, I noticed right after he left when they had the, when we had the fourth line going, now all of a sudden we got a fourth line with speed because, it, it, you know, fourth lines w- were scoring against us. And, and you know, I know the, the – the job of the fourth line is not necessarily to, uh, to to add to the scoreboard, but you do want to get a goal out of them every now and then. I think uh, in the Tampa series, didn't their fourth line score two on us in one game, or or or, or two over the or, you know in, in a relatively short amount of time, two games or whatnot? Like their fourth line was just outscoring ours, putting in the occasional goal, and that's what I'd like to see. And I think um, you know with this new fourth line, like Brzezinski's on it now, which is great. I liked him. I didn't understand why he uh, he kind of lost favor last year and disappeared. I thought he was uh, a great fourth liner. So now it's it, it, it's him and uh, and Gucci and b- before him it was Carpenter and um, 
and, and, and Blaze. So I like that fourth line, and they had scored a couple goals. Um, Gutierrez had one. Gucci had a beautiful one. Um, and um, so there were a couple goals in, in, in a couple games from the fourth line. And um, I know I haven't been on the call in a couple weeks, but I did want to – I remember when I, when I saw that happening, I, I said I couldn't wait to, uh, to, to mention that. Hopefully you guys picked up on that. Um, so mm-hmm. I think our fourth line has gotten better. Uh, in the absence of Reeves, and it frees up, uh, you know, some some cash uh, if we do make some deadline moves. Um, I think what would I like to see improve? So, uh, I mean, we're desperately in need of a right wing. Um, that that kids line, uh, you know, I know they're 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 really trying to get those guys up on the top six, but that kid line is just so incredible when they're together. They make something happen every time, they, and they were directly responsible for that. You know, they were on together for that third, for that. Uh, uh, for the for the second goal of uh, of the seven seconds, they just you know they won the face off. They just flew down the ice, and all of a sudden they had a a, a two on one down low and scored. I mean they are unbelievable. So you know maybe you have to keep them together. I mean I know we're talking about talent that, that will be on the top six on any other team top six, but when that line is together, we don't have a top six. I think we have a top nine, and I think that third line is probably our best line. I know we, we you know we know Panarin can play with anybody. We know that you know he's just going to set up. Anybody, it's a question of whether uh, you know people finish when he sets them up. But we, you know, there's there's no set line that he has to be on. Um, Kravtsov is is I don't know if I want to call him bust, but you know, even if he does get serious playing time. you know, here, here's where we're really feeling the pain of, you know, he should have had three years under his belt by now. Um, so, you know, he's probably not the future of this team, and that's a serious problem uh, because if you keep that kid line together, now we're in need of two right-wingers. We had Kako on the first to start the season. Okay, that's fine, but, you know, and, and it makes it easier to replace a third uh, a third line right wing than a top than a second than a first or second, but we were still in desperate need of that first or second. You know, Kravtsov got the start. He's not it. He's clearly not it. Um, he may have a future on this team, but it's going to be on the third line or fourth line uh, if we want to be a Stanley Cup contender. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I know I've been beating that. Kane named to death, but I don't know if there's any other uh, decent right wings, but something has to happen uh, at right wing. Maybe two of them we need. Um, and, you know, I, and I think if and when, I mean, I can't see Drury not making a move. Uh, that's probably why they got rid of Reeves. I know it was kind of mutual. He wanted to go somewhere with more playing time. Fine. Um, but it also helps free up $1.5 million for the, uh, toward the salary cap. <clears throat> so, uh, I, I think we are definitely. I, I just I think we're very comparable to last year. We were a low-level contender, and all of a sudden we made some trades that made us a Stanley Cup contender. And I think we're just waiting on hopefully those trades to happen. But um, they, they are. I think they turned a corner, and that was an excellent point uh, about how that you know you know sometimes you point to a game that is a turning point, but that would that that could have hopefully you know hopefully it is you know it's not it yet, but hopefully that that Jack Hughes. <laughs> penalty shot may very well have been the turning point for the entire season. I know we already had, uh, you know, three games under our belt there, but the fact that after that penalty shot, we kind of took over that game uh, and turned that into a win. Whereas, yeah, that game is over. He scores on that. That game is over. We're not coming back from four, one on the devils. Um, not when we're not putting, you know, with the amount of shots that we get in the game these days. Um <clears throat> But that may very well have been the turning point of the entire season. It remains to be seen. And mm-hmm. um, I just want to stay in 
playoff contention, uh, and hopefully Drury's got something cooking, or is very soon, and I would really love it to, to be Patrick Kane. I think we've got some draft picks we can give away, or have to give away. Um, you know, there's really nobody in that starting lineup that I would feel, you know, other than like a guy like Carpenter or, or Brzezinski, um, you know, interchangeable fourth line. There's really nobody else in that lineup, uh, with the exception of Kravtsov, that I, I, I would – wouldn't hurt a little bit to lose. I think we're getting some chemistry here with the guys that have been there. Um, and I don't want to see us lose anyone for a guy like Kane. So hopefully it comes down to a, uh, you know, he's 34. Um, you know, that could work in our favor and hopefully it comes down to, uh, you know, maybe a first and a second round pick and maybe somebody in the system. And I'm fine with anybody in the system, not named Brandon Ottman, uh, being part of that deal. So, you know, hopefully he's got something working for him or, or something comparable. And I, because I think we're 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 just that away from going back to the Stanley Cup uh, contender status. So just keep our heads above water and stay in the playoff hunt until that happens. No, no, Scott, you want anything you want to ask Glenn or Glenn? You want to ask Scott um, as we continue the conversation? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, you know, Scott was talking. Oh, go ahead. I'm. Oh, I was I was just basically going to ask you the same question, Glenn. Um, you know, feel free to finish your thought. I was going to say, how do you feel this team stacks up as far as contention? And same question Steve asked me. If we're not at that Stanley Cup contender status, what are we missing? What would you like to see happen? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't think this team is far off points-wise from where they were at this point last year. Um, and then we saw what happened. So um, I, I think it's certainly possible. You look at this team on paper, and, and I think they're certainly a contender. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you, you look around, I mean, Boston, the way they're playing, Toronto and everything, but I think this team could be right up there with them. I do think there are some needs, as you say. I think right wing uh, could be an issue. Um, I, I still would love to see Kraftsoff given uh, a chance. Um, you know, he's shown to be a little fragile, uh, you know, maybe he needs to, uh, you know, gain a little weight, work out a little more, <laughs> maybe he needs to, uh, you know, get a little more used to the uh, the North American game, like, like you said, Scott, and you're right on. I mean, he should be a three-year veteran by now, and, and we wouldn't be still wondering what he is. Um, but I wish they would give him a chance if he could get through a 10-game stretch uh, just to see if he can be an answer or not. Uh, I, I thought that he would work well on the line with Panarin. If Panarin's setting him up and he's a goal scorer, uh, but we haven't been able to see that yet. So uh, I'm not totally convinced that the answer isn't within. Uh, obviously, if we get to the trade deadline and, you know, a cane is available for something that's uh, palatable for us to give up, then sure, you go do that. But, uh, you know, we may not need to do that if, if he turns out to be something. I'm not ready to give up on him yet. Um so I wish they would be able to find a slot for him in the lineup where he can actually produce. Um, as far as you were saying with the kid line, I was kind of excited with, with Mika and Kako and, and uh, Lafreniere. Uh, I thought they had a little, you know, some good chemistry when he first put them together. And then, you know, you break it back up again. And, you know, obviously the kid line is great, but you want to see them get a little more ice time than they would get as a, you know, the way Gallant plays it as a third line or maybe somehow get a little more power play time uh, for them. Uh, and I don't know how you do that. I mean, they ask the, the first power play unit to get off closer to a minute than a minute and a half. 
um, I don't know that you want to do that either. So it's uh, kind of a conundrum of, of how you get them a little more time where they might be a little more productive. But, uh, I mean, wh- whether, whether uh, he's got them together or, or not, uh, they do play very well together. They, they don't have they, – they seem like equals. They complement each other very well. Uh, defer to, you know, a veteran like a, a Panarin or a Mika when, you know, when they're on those lines, which I think they tend to do a little bit when they are. Uh, but, uh, you know, I really think you need to get them on the ice a little more too because you're right. They generate, you know, a lot of energy. They generate uh, scoring chances. Heedle, I think, has taken a big step. Lafreniere, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little disappointed in so far, but uh, you weren't here last, last week, Scott. Steve and I were talking more about, you know, is it more player development? Is it deployment? Is it, you know, what is it? Why, why, why is, are we, you know, kind of so-so about him right now and, and still hoping that we're going to see him uh, become what we thought he was going to be when he was drafted? So, um, you know, I think there are some questions on this team that they still need to, to work on, and I'm still – uh, uh, positive with the fact that uh, this team is going to pull it together like they did last year uh, and, uh, you know, can certainly contend as far as they did last year and maybe even further. I really think they can. But, um, you know, I'm not sure, you know, we keep switching lines around, we keep doing things. And, you know, I'm a proponent of keeping lines together for at least a few games and see what happens. And, uh, you know, it just seems like uh, – you know, Gallant has, has a line that he pulls together that's, uh, that has a bad shift or a bad period. Uh, all of a sudden, he's switching all up again. And, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not crazy about that. But uh, I still think when I look at this roster that the answers can be solved within. Um, just one last thing I'll say. You mentioned the third line. I mean, the third line is totally transformed from – uh, what it started out as, you know, you were talking about Reeves and Carpenter and VZ and Gaudreau, guys that didn't really have a lot of speed, guys that were more bangers. Uh, and now you, you've got with Brzezinski, who I really like, uh, and Gautier, who has stepped up. Uh, th- that line has speed now. That line it, it has a totally different composition than they had uh, than, than the earlier line in the uh, beginning of the season. So, um, I, I think the fourth line they've got together right now is great, and I think it's a real asset for the team, and, and they're definitely, uh, um, you know, producing enough and uh, doing what they need the team to do, which is put the other team, uh, the other team's fourth line on their heels a little bit. So uh, I'm real positive about the fourth line right now. The thing, I don't have a necessarily an issue with the line shuffling, more so the execution of trying to go up ice. And I think this is in a point where RP alluded to, and I agree with him, and when I looked at the advanced stats last week about it, the biggest, you know, I mean, there's a lot. there were a lot of issues we were addressing for like the last several weeks, but me with defense being number one, but also the turnovers was the killer. See, the, yeah. it's one thing to play fast. But if you're going to play fast and turn the puck over, it's actually a moot point. As a matter of fact, it's actually it hurts you more than 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 it helps you because if you're skating up ice, you've got probably like a winger, maybe two. If there's not a, ch- a change of, uh, on the ice right there, if you're trying to cross the neutral zone, but if, if somebody like Carpenter made bad passes or Zach Jones made bad passes or somebody like that, we, we've seen that in games, would cause turnovers in the opponent's offensive zone and there's not enough guys back, you're leaving – you're going in a vulnerable situation. So the skating fast part, I don't 
watching the Rangers this year, there's the it's no point. I would say it's no point, but skating fast is oh, it's only feasible if you're not turning the puck over. And they've had issues sure. with that on and off all year. So I, I guess what I'm saying is I got to see more. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm still not convinced. Like I like I should be, but. I got to see more. I, that's the basically I can say that. I mean, I can understand a loss here. You come back, you win two or three more, and then you lose here, and then you duplicate that. Uh, it's not the role that you want to be. I mean, we saw uh, the Devils what, uh, have an 11-game road win streak snapped against us. I mean, they're piling up wins, kind of like how we were last year, right? Um, it got, I mean, you know, Toronto's coming up. See, this is a big test. Um, for both teams, really. I mean, we know the issues with Toronto and their, you know, the, the regular season is one thing for them, but it's the postseason for them per se. But this is still a test nonetheless. This is a top team in the Atlantic. You guys already know that. Um, and then, you know, we're going to see a back-to-back games over the weekend at Philadelphia, at Chicago. I I, I got to see more. <laughs> I, just, I don't I, – I would like to see them get out of this with two points in all of these games. Maybe I'll settle for in overtime – one point and see how it goes and maybe to get the two points and the uh, the extra point with a win in overtime but turnovers too England I mean that's where I'm at and maybe they, yeah. they are shifting from this brutal uh, physical guys trying to be more speed um okay cool just protect the puck when you you know go up ice and, and you have to um execute and that's what they I think that's what frustrates me as well the execution is not as um, as crisp as it was last year, even you know, you know, and the crazy thing is, where do you pinpoint it? It's like it's a whole bunch of different guys that's kind of like, eh, you know, lackadaisical or whatever. You know, we see Panarin, uh, you know, he leads the team with what points. You know, you like to see him score more goals, but he's kind of like well rounded with it. Vincent Trocheck, I, I, Scott, let me get your thoughts on that. What are your thoughts on like what thirty percent of the season thus far? Like, how do you? I think he's been. A very very good addition, and then I know we've talked about Strom the last couple of years, and uh, how, you, how do you feel as far as his his being his addition? Let's talk about Sammy Blay coming back from that ACL injury. I'm talking about players that are kind of like reacquainted or new to the roster. Uh, how do you feel about them gelling currently with this uh, group? Oh, yeah, I, I've been a uh, big fan of Trocek since day one. He's winning face-offs. I think he's got, I think, nine goals. He had a beautiful one uh, last night, that beautiful deflection. That's uh, you know, that's a Kreider special right there, right out of midair. Knocked that thing down into the net. Beautiful. Um, so I, I'm very, very pleased with uh, <clears throat> with Trocek. I think that was a major upgrade over Ryan Strom. I think mm-hmm. that um, um, – He's he's winning faceoffs, which is huge. I think of the uh, of the guys that we lost at the end of the season. I think that's pretty much the only one that we've replaced. I like VZ uh, as an addition, but the problem is I don't I still don't see him as as, as a top line top you know top two guy top uh, top two line guy, uh, and that's where they they've been platooning him recently, um, and I think that exposes that we do have a problem up there. Um, but he has been a good addition, and if you do break up that third line and put those kids, uh, you know, spread them out in the top six, uh, Steve, you mentioned that. Uh, or, or, I, I, I don't. I hear it, and and every time I'm just not sure who said it, so I apologize who said it. But uh, about um, 
who was a Lafreniere was playing um, uh, with, uh, with with Panarin. Um, uh, I, I think. Uh, and, and, yeah, with, when uh, they break up the kids line and, and distribute them up. So yeah, Steve, I think that one that one was yours. Um, so yeah, no, that is exciting. So yeah, I think if that happens and the kid line is, gets distributed uh, up to the top six, then I think VZ is an excellent third liner. Um, and and then you know again like 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 this one I know Glenn mentioned about how the the guys on the fourth line have speed, but now we've got the bottom six, um, which which has a lot more speed than it used to. So I think the bottom six is good. And it's funny because for years that was the Rangers' problem was the opposite. The top the top six was fine. The bottom six uh, needed a lot of work, which of course they they went out and resolved with guys like uh, Blay and Goudreau and. Um, uh, and Gutierrez and whatnot, and now the bottom six, uh, I, I think, is fine, and it's the top six that needs to work. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see who who else are the new guys. We've got uh, we got VZ, we got Trocheck. Is there anybody I'm missing? Of course, Kravtsov. We talked about. Uh, is there any other new guys? Um, yeah, another one. Yeah, Kravtsov is another one. Um, yeah. Technically, well, technically, he's never left except KHO, but. But he's kind of not been there, so he's kind of like new in a way. He's like he's like almost yeah. like VC in a way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm in agreement with Glenn that I'm not ready to call him a bust. He's still very young, and and he hasn't had the experience. So I'm not ready to call him a bust. But if we are looking to win the Stanley Cup this year, he is not a part of the top six, if not uh, not a part of it at all. Um, you know, he needs a- AHL time. You know, everything he's done in the KHL, like, you need AHL time. Um, you know, even Igor did it. It was brief, but even Igor did it. Um, and it's much more important for a skater than it is a goalie uh, to, to, to get some adjustment and, and, you know, get some pro hockey in in a level where, you know, you, you're, you're better, than, you should be better than most of the guys you're playing against so you can get that confidence up. Um, you know, in addition to being made of paper, uh, he just doesn't look confident out there he looks nervous you know it's almost like he's skating around like you can tell on his face he knows this might be his last chance um and 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 it sucks because we should have been all through this we you know he should be a seasoned veteran by now all of that gone but it isn't so the moral of the story is he's not a part of the top six if we want to be a stanley cup contender if we if if we take him in uh, you know, if we get a playoff spot uh, and, and and we head into the playoffs with him on the top six, we are not a contender. That's just my opinion. You know, yeah, he, no, he might find a home in the third or fourth line, but he's not on the first or second line if we want to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I would agree with Scott on that. I mean, I still want to see what he has. We've still got, uh, you know, another 50 games to go in the season. Um, I was hoping when uh, he had that uh, – uh, uh, surgery on his teeth when he had the infection and everything that they might be able to convince him to go down for, uh, uh, you know, kind of a rehab couple of weeks down in the AHL just to kind of, you know, not, not make it sound like it was a demotion, but, you know, just a rehab because he hadn't played for, you know, so many games. And, you know, I was hoping they were going to be able to convince him to do that because they could do that without uh, having him go through waivers. And uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen because, like you say, Scott, if he can go down there, get a little more used to uh, North American hockey, um, score a few goals, get his confidence up, then we bring him back and maybe he's a different player than what we're seeing right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, we're just wasting him. 
right now, sitting them on the bench uh, or sitting them up in the press box. And uh, I'd really like Mm -hmm. them to find, whether it's on the the third line, the second line, whatever it may be, uh, find him a a spot where he can succeed. Uh, I don't want to see him on the fourth line. That's not going to do any good for him. Uh, But if we can put him on a a line where, you know, he's got some playmakers uh, to work with, uh, you know, maybe we can see what he is. Maybe it'll help his confidence. Uh, I still think his physical stature is is below what it needs to be to play in the league. So, again, that might be something where, you know, we say, well, maybe next year he, he'll really be a contributor. But um, I, I don't want to waste these 50 games, uh, and, and we're still at that point in, in April of what do we have here. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm just hoping they, they find a way to get him in the lineup somehow, and he can stay in the lineup because I think it would be advantageous to both him and the team. All right, cool. Uh, let's get final thoughts, Scott. We got a couple of games uh, at uh, you know got Tor- Toronto, P- uh, Philadelphia, Chicago. Okay, let me see. At Philadelphia, at Chicago, at Pittsburgh. Well, that's well, the Pittsburgh game is next Tuesday, so we'll be on after that game. So if we get by here next Tuesday, Scott, um, what do you? I mean, it, I mean, it's almost like playing Powerball light. You know, the lottery, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania lottery. I have no – take a guess. Who do you think the guys are going to do between Toronto, the two teams in Pennsylvania, and Chicago? Your final thoughts, if you could get it in like two minutes, and then we'll go to Glenn and get the final thoughts after that, and then we got to stay on after uh, after that. Um, well, I, 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 I hope they're playing with a lot more – because they're definitely playing with a lot more confidence, and I think last night kind of put them over the top there, so – uh, let's just hope that Toronto is not the letdown game. And in typical Rangers fashion, I could see them beating Toronto and then laying the goose egg and the, <laughs> and the nice little win streak coming to an end against Philly, a team that they are far and away better than. <laughs> I could see it just typical Rangers uh, happening, you know, beat the good team uh, and then just lay the egg against the, uh, the old trap game. So, but um, for now we're on a four game win streak. Let's keep it going. Um, I'd like to see them play that 60-minute game, which has always been a problem. Um, and speaking of, uh, so speaking of the Philly game, so that will be my next, uh, as you're well aware, that will be my next uh, in-person game. Uh, my record on the year has improved to one and four. However, I am a perfect one <laughs> on the road, so uh, we can see if we can take that, uh, take the next step there. And Steve, I'm hoping to bump into you there. And uh, I'm not going to rest. I will get you on that battleship with me on Saturday. <laughs> I'm not going to stop. Oh <laughs> but uh, in all, all right. seriousness, I, I, we, hopefully. I can at least meet up with you somewhere, and uh, you know, Glenn. Uh, if you're more, I don't have tickets yet. Um, you know, I've got a couple of people that I want to go with. So you want to make the journey down here? We can coordinate, uh, and you're more than welcome to come to that game as well. Uh, we got a yep. nice, nice little party. Yeah, we'll, we we'll talk about that, that out. at the conclusion. Yeah, we'll talk about out. that at the conclusion of the episode. Just hold tight on that. Hold tight. Okay. Shout out to you, Scott. Okay. Uh, Glenn, uh, final thoughts on the games, and we'll we'll wrap about that. Uh, go ahead, Glenn. Final yeah, thoughts. Well, I, I guess we finally got our answer about why the Rangers' home record is so bad that uh, you know. If, if, uh, oh, we can get right? so, I mean, we we're scratching our head. We're scratching our heads uh, all season long, and, and now we know why. Uh, because, you know what? No offense taken at all. I've always been a bit more of a road warrior. Uh, absolutely, no you offense taken there at all. No, I'm just busting you, Scott. 
You know, but well, I expect you to turn that around too by the time the season ends. I expect you to have a winning record at home. So, um, but uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, like Scott said, yeah, you you can see the Rangers beating Toronto and losing to Philly or losing to Chicago. But I'm going to tell you, I, I mean, I'm positive about how this week went, and I'm optimistic with, with what I've seen. But uh, they got to get four points out of this weekend. I don't care if it's on the road. Chicago, Philly, come on. They've already lost to, to Chicago in, in a dreadful game. Um, they're going to get four points out of this game, or I'm going to be right back next Tuesday night going, I don't know what to think anymore. So, you know, to me, it's imperative they get the four points out of that game. Toronto, I expect them to play them well. They're certainly going to have the uh, advantage in goal. Uh, you know, but Toronto is uh, 8-0-2 in their last 10. They're 8-3-3 and on the road. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Rangers, but uh, again, if they play well and and they lose a, a three-two game, or uh, you know they lose in in overtime or a shootout, I'm not going to feel too bad about it. I mean, you know, you, you're facing a very hot team right now, so uh, but I think it's imperative that they need to get the uh, four points over the weekend, um, no matter what happens against Toronto, and then uh, kind of go from there. Well, Glenn, thank you very much. Shout outs to you, Glenn. Listen, I don't even know if I. I'm very. I'm a, always been a, a superstitious fan. I don't know if I want to tune in in the first period like I did, or I didn't do in the Jersey game and the uh, St. <laughs> Louis game. The home games in particular. The road games, I'm okay. Like I'm, I watch them, and you know they 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 play well. But the home games, the first period, I just, you know, it feels like a horror show when I'm watching it. But uh, I think I'm gonna just stick to what I know. I'm gonna just not tune in for that first 20 minutes and then peek what's going on. And hopefully yeah. they're both to serve. And that's how I'm approaching the home games for the foreseeable future, man. Because, uh, you know, that's a nice nice win they did versus the Blues before that, before the Jersey game. And honestly, man, I was surprised that they did come back versus Jersey. I, I didn't think, because as well as Jersey has been playing, I thought they were going to run away with it. But kudos to, that's how well they've been playing. But, um, hey, we'll, we'll definitely readdress this next Tuesday post-game versus the Penguins. And that's that's another place. See, that's another place where historically, especially during the Crosby, Evgeny uh, Malkin, uh, uh, you know, Chris Letang. Now he's back from the stroke. Um, I, that's a place we've always gotten like blitzed. You know, historically, you know, playoff games getting embarrassed. You know, different rosters, different coaches, and things of that nature. But still, a lot of that coat, a lot of that core is still there, and they played bad, but they still right around in the standings where we are. I would like to see how they play in Pittsburgh as well. That's gonna be, I mean, it's always a test. You know, no matter you know, for the last, you know, several several years. You know, even before the Crosby. Uh, you know, when he came along to the Penguins, even before that, with, with Yager and, and Lemieux and all them guys, man. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about it next Tuesday. Scott, Glenn, stay on. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, The Ring Podcast with Ranger Pro. And listen, like I said, uh, shout-outs to Chris, man, and, uh, and a lot of the things he's going through uh, with his family. Keep your thoughts and praise with him. Shout-outs to RP. Shout-outs to Glenn Scott. Sangria uh, Azul, ladies and gentlemen. Bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee.
blue, 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 Noon, um, and I want to go to the battleship in Camden. You guys there? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Fucking cut off. Hold on. <laughs>